Welcome, everybody, to episode three of the Animaniacast. Choose your weapon. Okay. How's this? How did you do that? Uh, you mean with the big comedy cannon? You really want to know? I'll take that as a yes. a podcast dedicated to the Animaniacs. Each and every episode, we're going to discuss a different episode and discuss the cultural references, the gags, the characters, the everything, the fantasticness that is the Animaniacs. And joining me, as always, are my little brother over here, Nathan. It's Nathan. (laughs) And from... Across the country, Georgia Peach herself. It is Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Are you tired of like everyone saying, a George, "Are you a Georgia Peach?" Is that uh, no? Because most no. people don't say that. I oh, mean, there we go. No one has ever said that. <laughs> 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 so many I, I um, yeah, most people who aren't from the South or who meet me, you know, usually just comment on my accent. Oh, see, I don't even notice yeah, it that much. I don't notice it. Maybe we just have the same. But we're from the South, too. Yeah, sort of. True. The Southwest. That's true. That's true. So we sort of have a Southern... We have a different type of Southern accent. Anyway, uh, today we are discussing Episode 3 from Season 1 of Animaniacs, which originally aired on September 15th, 1993. And what a great episode it is. There are three fantastic segments to go through today. We're going to go through each one of them and discuss some of our favorite quotes, some of our favorite moments. And at the end of the episode, we're going to give the episode a water tower rating. So, first of all, the, the theme song, Nathan, you must, be, you must have been happy that this episode did not start it off. It did not have the black and white intro, which I was quite <laughs> pleased to yes. know that it was a different episode than the last one. Good. You didn't, yeah, you didn't have to second no guess yourself. No confusion there. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't confused at all, which was good. So, number one, that, that's got to help your rating at the end. Mm-hmm. So, that's yep. good. So, the verse, there was a, a cool verse variant in this uh, episode. It was Comeback Shaney. Yeah, it completely confused me. Uh, you did not get the reference. You didn't get the reference I at did. all? I did. I had to read the book. You had to read the book. When did you read the book? Um, Ninth grade English. Yep, I think that's about the time I read it. See, Nathan, it's from the book Shane, or the movie Shane, which I do remember reading the book in high school and not really liking the book that much. <laughs> but I do remember reading it in high school, and then we saw the movie Shane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dot is dressed up. Um, I forget the actor's name who plays Shane. Um, oh gosh, he was in a bunch of. Look that up, Nathan. Uh, he was he was in a lot of uh, uh film noir detective movies and and stuff. But at the end of that movie, there's the character. I believe his name is Joey. Actually. Oh, I found it. It was he was portrayed by Alan Ladd. Alan, Alan Ladd. Ladd. And he has a yeah. He has kind of a droopy face. <laughs> but he, he's, yeah, he's usually shown in his little, uh, his, uh, detective outfit right there. But his other famous role, uh, other than, what other movie? Let me see your iPhone there, Nathan. Whoop, whoop. I remember seeing him in two, there he is. I remember seeing him in, uh, The Black Dahlia. Uh, The Blue, is it The Blue or The Black? The Blue. <laughs> The Black Dolly is yeah, real. You must really love the movie. I really love this thing. I really am a fan of him, <laughs> and I just want everyone out there to know how much I love this actor. Wow, Alan Ladd. Really? All right. Uh, no, but yeah, Shane. I do remember the movie, and the the he, little boy Joey is uh, yelling at him, "Come back, Shane!" So there you go. Come back, Shaney. Now you know, Nathan. And a maniacs. Yeah. So, and Dot is dressed up like Shane, I believe, there, too. She has that kind of, like, uh, cowboy, cowboyish outfit going on. We have three different segments to go on. And the this show started off kind of a, 
in a, a different way. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one started off with a tower. It was a tower escape. A tower escape, I guess, is the best way to call it, because it just showed the water tower mm-hmm. for a couple seconds. And then a giant plank comes out and the Warners escape on a uh, on a go kart, I guess. And yeah. it just was kind of cute. It was a little bit of filler, but it wasn't too much. I, I like the way it was shot. Um, yeah. They're zooming down and then they're kind of flying up in the air and it, it's like the camera pans up to the sky and you see like, I guess, the, the bright reflection of the sun. And I don't know, it was just a really cool, like, cinematic looking shot yeah the animation of it was a little a little higher grade than uh some of the other uh segments and including uh segment one right here which is the hms yakko it had varying degrees of animation quality i think in this uh there were um some the the warners looked different depending on what scene they were in but we'll get into that because i really do like this particular segment called hms yakko was written by paul rugg and it was directed by Michael Gerard. The synopsis is basically this. Uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot trespass on Captain Mel's beach. And he tries to use everything within his power to make them leave. And uh, basically after Yakko sings some... They all sing uh, a bunch of Gilbert and Sullivan songs in mm-hmm. this particular episode. And uh, eventually <laughs> Captain Mel just runs off being chased by a cannibal. And that's the end of the episode. So I guess they got to stay on the island <laughs> at the end. Yeah. The 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 only thing it it didn't have really was it, it just didn't have a, a clear resolution. I yeah, guess that's at what the very I was end. Thinking it, so I was thinking the same thing. I was, it really needed a better ending. I think because <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's it's over. <laughs> that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts uh, about this? Any favorite lines? Any favorite moments of this particular segment? Because I have. I have quite a few things to say about this because I love the Pirates of Penzance, so I'll let you guys go first. Kelly, what do you think? What do you what did you like in particular about HMS Yakko? I I've I've always loved the um what is the name of that song? It's the one that's based on um I am a modern major oh, yeah. general um, very model of a cartoon individual. Yes, a cartoon individual. I don't know why my mind blanked on that, but <laughs> I've always liked that one. It's it's a lot of fun to sing and, and it was on the soundtrack I had when I was um younger and uh it's just it's catchy and all the little gags in it um it's just it's just cute and it and it kind of really sums up what they are you know i mean they mm-hmm. they can manipulate the the world around them and make anvils drop on people's heads and <laughs> and everything else so it's a great summary of of the animaniacs and their their magical powers Yes, and I liked uh, the shout out to Daffy. What is it, Daffy Duck and Tweety Bird and Bag- Babs, Babs, and Bust- Babs and Buster Bunny? Yes, I was like Babs and Buster Bunny. Yeah, I, I do remember like having having those characters, which they do show up every now and then through cameos uh, in the series. It was always cool. There was also a quick cameo of for the Himalayan eatery, the abominable snowman from Looney Tunes. If you remember that, remember him, Nathan? Okay. I will call him George. Uh, oh come on, Kelly! Do you know what the, the uh, time? It sounds about? vaguely familiar. He liked, but where did he go? George? He, he loved no. He, well, well, sorry. He 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 grabbed. Uh, it was a grapes of the. It was uh, grapes of wrath. Uh, abominable snowman, basically, because I believe he loved. Uh, he loved. I was going to say Buster Bunny. Uh, Bugs <laughs> Bugs Bunny. <laughs> he loved Bugs Bunny, and he kept like, going, "Oh, I love him!" And he kept like trying to pet him and everything. Do you mean of mice and men? Yeah, did, did I say that grapes of wrath? You yes. said grapes of wrath. Yes, yeah, mice and men. Mice and men. Okay. I'm very literate. I know all the classics. <laughs> make more sense because he actually. I just want to make sure I'm understanding it right. Yeah. Just what I always wanted, my own little bunny rabbit. I will name him George, and I will hug him and pet him and squeeze him. I'm not a bunny rabbit. And pat him and pat him and... You're hurting me. Put me down, please. And rub him and caress him and... I ain't no bunny rabbit! I, I remember something else, too. Okay, what else? Um, there's a, an appearance of a shark over the deck of the ship. Uh-huh. And um, for just about a note or two, there's some music that seemed vaguely reminiscent of the Jaws scene. Oh, just cool. Just a tiny bit. Maybe, maybe I'm reading into it, because... Spielberg obsessive, yes. but um, but I think it was there. (laughs) 
there's that's one thing that's a little harder to find online is a dissection of the music that's being played in the Animaniacs. But you can hear, especially in this uh, particular episode, the Looney Tunes theme is kind of playing in the background. Mm -hmm. And especially in this first segment, you hear a lot of uh, Gilbert and Sullivan stuff. Any other thoughts, Kelly, Nathan, what your favorite lines, favorite moments, anything like that? Well, um, I liked when Captain Mel was singing along with the Animaniacs in the We Shall Run and We Shall Flee. Or we whatever. Shall Run and We Shall Flee. Yeah, that, that song. I just, and then while he's singing, they just kind of sneak away, steal his <laughs> little boat. We shall run and we shall flee, then where would our story be? This could spell the bitter end for animated kids like them. For the oldest Warner brother and his pretty Warner sister. And the other one, a brother. There's small lives I will smother. They should run and they should flee. Then where would this story be? This. Bon voyage. Bye-bye. Um, but yeah, the the whole episode also was the animation. I kept noticing like some scenes. I'm just like, I just didn't like the way that's animated there. <laughs> yeah. The mouth didn't match quite what, what you're saying at all. Like. Yakko's nose looks huge in some side mm. profile shots when he's talking to to Captain Mel. His nose, it just looks like, it looks off. So, um, and sometimes they look a little cuter than, than normal. The nor- yeah. Looks- there's the, there's a scene, one of the scenes I really love is when they're, they're saying, arg, 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 and then Wacko goes crazy. <laughs> Too big. Better. <laughs> and I really like that moment. Uh, but they, they did look a little bit different. They looked yeah. a little, um, a uh, little cuter than normal. They didn't look. They didn't look bad, but they just looked definitely different than the scene that was right before that. Yeah, um, the episode they just kept changing. <laughs> and then yeah, the ending it was a little. I thought it was. It should have had one more hit on the captain or a little bit better resolution at the end. I feel like a little rush. Yeah, just a few more seconds, but yeah, it but it worked. They had to move on to the next segment. Yeah, I suppose. exactly. And how another one of my favorite uh, just quick lines was: "This is my private pri- private pirate property." I believe is what it was, or was it pirate private property? Either way, it was one private, of the two, yeah. <laughs> private property, I think it was private pirate property. Ye be trespassers on me private pirate property! Bet you can't say that three times fast. Pirate Pinotwe Popley! Pi! Per! You lose! Nathan, can you say it? Private pirate pirate, no. Private pirate pirate property, nope. nope. You lose! Not say it at all. And Kelly, your turn. Pirate private property. Pirate private property. Pirate private property. The other that way was around. Good. I thought it was oh. private pirate property. Private pirate. Pi- the tri- private pirate property. <laughs> there you go. See, Kelly's good enough. She's better. She. She. Uh, and I'm not even going to try it. So I lose. You lose. <laughs> oh, there. There was one more thing I noticed. Yes. There oh. was a sign when they landed on the island, and there were all these signs like keep out and private property like we were saying right um but there was a sign that said dead men tell no tales mm-hmm. and um as far as i'm aware that's uh, a reference to pirates of the caribbean yeah, yeah the whole right. island looked very pirates of the caribbean mm-hmm. kind of thing going on there was also a number that you could call 555 uh, something r matey r matey <laughs> yeah so call those 555 numbers kids they really work try that out you gotta do it Okay. Um, <laughs> but what I really was excited about for this episode was uh, the Gilbert and Sullivan references because this was essentially just a love card, a love song, <laughs> love a love uh, ballad to Gilbert and Sullivan. So I'm a fan of the Pirates of Penzance, at least the movie version of it. The movie was, according to my DVD right here, made in 1982, and it stars Kevin Kline. As the Pirate King, Angela Lansbury is in it as well, uh, playing uh, Ruth, the nurse uh, of uh, Frederick, who's played by uh, Rex Smith, I believe. Uh, And of course, Linda Ronstadt is in it as well. Uh, And she looks really good back in 1982. (laughs) So, but it's a really, really funny movie. This is a movie that 
I remember just watching over and over as a little kid. And uh, a lot of the references went over my head. And then I started rewatching it in high school. And I got to tell you, for any people who are fans of Kevin Klein, I highly suggest watching this movie. Uh, you can get it on, I know you can rent it on Amazon for $4. And uh, but I would just buy it. Yeah, it's, it was on Netflix at one point. It was. It I might, was very excited. It was. It might go back on there. It's you know how these things go off and yeah. on and everything like that. So if it gets on Netflix again, check it out. You won't be disappointed. And there are a ton of songs in this episode that reference uh, either the HMS Pinafore or the Pirates of Penzance. So first of all, they have yes. Brothers Warner, we we're familiar with Hail, Hail, the gang's all here. But uh in Pirates of the of Penzance, it comes from the song With Cat Like Tread, which is a, a very a very ironic song because the the whole point of that song is the pirates are sneaking in on uh I believe the Major General's house mm-hmm. and they're saying they're talking about how quiet they are, and yet it's the most bombastic song, song yeah. in cannons in the entire and... there's cannon shooting and there's and they're screaming they're shouting at the major general's house at night talking about how they're you know a fly's footstep could be heard and and everything it's just a beautiful beautiful song and uh i love that so Kevin Klein's dancing in that is. Oh my gosh, yeah, yes. His moves. Oh, he's jump Okay, Kelly, I'm I'm serious. I'm going to find a way for you to watch it watch this movie because <laughs> um Kevin Klein is doing moves with his sword, like uh-huh. jumping over his sword and and he's doing these like Russian kicks. Yeah, he's I'm bending. Like, he gives he gives it 110%. I can't awesome. believe the athleticism of Kevin <laughs> Klein in this movie. It is ridiculous. It is so, so good. It's just amazing every time. It's like Gene Kelly and Singing in the Rain. It's like you watch I'll, it. I'll have to see it. Cause yeah. I, the, only, uh, the only version I'm familiar with is like, um, it's the pirate movie. Yes. Which I think is kind of the same thing. And, and but I, I've never seen that, but I'm familiar with it. They're like, it's two oh, Pirates pe- of the Caribbean? No. Not, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> The one with um uh Christy McNichol and um I don't know a bunch of other people but it's it came out around the same time and yeah. I think it's basically the same story uh same characters and um but it it took a a, a more humorous approach and there was even a scene there's a sword fight scene and they they turn into lightsabers oh, I guess okay. to to um you know uh play off of the popularity of Star Wars at the time. So it's it's a little bit sillier. Only one movie will have this sound. The Pirate King! And only one movie will have Christy McNichol and Christopher Atkins singing. Laughing, leaping, and swinging their way through time in the biggest, most original movie in a hundred years, The Pirate Movie. Pirates? You mean like walking in the plank, buried treasure hack, slash off with his head and the Jolly Richard and everything? Yes. But um, that's the one I'm familiar with. Yes. Well, I would I would say that, well, the Pirates of Penzance is already, it, that's kind of interesting because it's a parody of a comedy in, to begin with because the Pirates of Penzance is already a very, already sa- a comedy, very yeah. satirical, witty uh, comedy that even though it was written, oh gosh, 
I'm assuming, and I don't even know. I'm not an expert on this. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was written, must have been 1960 that that play was written. No, I'm kidding. Um, But it it holds up. A lot of uh, it, and the the lyrical complexity is uh, really fantastic. So just to get an introduction to some of that uh, through this particular episode was really cool to see. Moving on uh, to the next song, I Am the Evil... I am the evil pirate Captain Mel was uh, a take on I am the captain of the pinafore uh, from the HMS pinafore. Nathan, did you think of a particular Simpsons episode when you heard this? Sideshow Bob's Simpsons. uh, (laughs) Yep. Bart. uh, Bake them away toys episode. What never? No, never. What never? What never? Take them away, toys. Uh, by the way, I I was listening to our first episode, and I we totally misappropriated the voice. It, we said it was Mayor Wiggum, I think is what I said, or oh. Chief. No, we said Chief Quimby, uh-huh. and it's Mayor Quimby and Chief Wiggum. So stop writing us angry Twitter. <laughs> Those. Yeah, people, stop it. Oh. Uh, but yes, that's one of the things I thought of was the HMS Pinafore uh, when Sideshow Bob sung that to Bart and on the, one of the, their Cape Fear episode. Yeah, it's a great one. And yes, yeah, so and then we shall run and we shall flee, as Nathan was pointing out. That's from the HMS uh, Pinafore as well. I believe it's called. Uh, what do I have down here? Never mind the we- the why and wherefore. All right. Moving on. One of the uh, the biggest uh, songs from this, as we mentioned, was the I Am the Very Model of a Cartoon Individual, which is a take on the Major General song, which in itself, when you hear the uh, Major General song, it's a tongue twister. I am the very model of a modern major general. Laid in Venetian vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I am very well acquainted too with matters mathematical. I understand equations both are simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I'm teeming with a lot of news. Lot of news. Got it. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. With many cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. Been a very complicated song to to sing. One of the funny things from uh, listening to it, uh, Yakko says, "From uh, from this from this bag here, why I can pull most anything imaginable." And I was, what's imaginable mean? Until I looked at the lyrics and saw that it was imaginable, but they had to see they had to say imaginable for cannibal. Running. Oh yeah, <laughs> to say. Uh, so that was cute in the in the song right there. Um, and of course, I I also wanted to point out that um, throughout this episode, whenever you see the the pirate ship, usually you hear this ba bum ba 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 bum ba 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 bum ba bum ba bum ba bum ba ba. And that is often heard in Pirates of the Penzance in the movie, at, mm-hmm. at least. Uh, and that is a take on the song uh, Away Away, My Heart's on Fire, which is a very a fun song as well in the, in the movie. Away, away, my heart's on fire. I've heard this face deception to repay. This very night, my vengeance dire. Chocolate itself and go away, away. Away, away, ere I expire. I find my duty hard to do today. My heart is filled with anguish style. It strikes me to the car away, away. With falsehood foul, he tricked us of our brides. Let vengeance howl, the pirate so decides. Our nature stern, he softened with his lies. And in return, tonight the traitor dies. Yes, yes, tonight the traitor dies. I don't know. If I could take one thing from this episode... People check out Pirates of Penzance. Yeah, just skip the episode. See the <laughs> no, 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 no. listen to the rest of this, but then watch Pirates of Penzance. Oh, you yeah. won't be disappointed. And You'll... then watch the pirate movie because it has lightsabers. Yeah, see, I yeah, and lightsabers always make things cool. Totally. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna have to check out the pirate. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> find a way to get you the pirate the Pirates of Penzance, Kelly, and then I promise to watch the pirate movie in okay. exchange. <laughs> I like this first segment a lot. Um. It was it was just it's a fun episode to sing along with uh, a lot of good stuff. And it, uh, the majority of 
I want to say at least half of it is all on the CD, so on the the first CD soundtrack. So check that out as well. It's out of print, but you can find it someplace. Get that too. <laughs> and we don't advocate that in this in this podcast. <laughs> no. Hey, you can get it on eBay. You can pay a lot, but you can get okay. it. <laughs> so let's move on to segment number two. This is called Slappy Goes Walnuts, and it's it was uh, written by Sherry Stoner, who I've got to figure out a way to get her on the show. I don't know if you guys know this about Sherry Stoner, but she was the original, you know how like in Disney films they have models that they actually, uh, you know, used for their characters? So there's like I, a, I know this. Yeah, there was a model for Tinkerbell, for example, and for... Uh, uh, Aurora and you know Cinder, all those all those characters, and Sherry Stoner, the writer and the voice of Slappy, was actually uh, the model for one of the Disney princesses. Nathan Kelly says she knows, but do uh, you know which which princess I'm, it might be? I'm guessing Mulan. No. Oh, uh, um, you are kind of close, I guess, oh, really? time period wise. No, uh, not really. I don't know. Like, uh... We're about ten years off, I think. Actually, okay. Kelly, who did who did Sherry Stoner? Who is she the the model for? The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. Oh. She was the model for Ariel. So that that wonderful gruff voice that we hear is the voice of Ariel. Not the voice. voice. Oh, the, yes. Yeah. Yes. She's she did the not. The body. Do... She's the body. She's the body. Yes. Let me try that again. So the the rough voice that we hear is actually the body of Ariel. Pretty cool. Body language. (laughs) Body language. So, uh, uh, Kelly, what can you tell? What would you? What would be a basic synopsis of this episode? This segment, I guess you could say. What would you say? Uh, well. Slappy is watching TV and her little nephew Skippy shows up and he's eating cereal and it makes him really, really hyper. And she eats some too and then decides to get this crazy idea to go steal some walnuts from Doug the dog because she wants to make, what is it called, walnut fig something. Brain food. Yeah, some know. brain food of some kind yeah. using walnuts. What you looking for? I'm going to make you some brain food. That's right, my famous... Walnut fig dough surprise. What's the surprise? I'm out of walnuts. Yeah, and and Skippy's saying, why don't we just go to the store? And she's like, ah, <laughs> you know, that's no fun. I don't know, Aunt Slappy. I think we should just go to the store and buy a bag of walnuts. Oh, yeah, we'll have them in hysterics with that bit. Six minutes in a checkout line. Ooh, somebody stop me. I'm laughing. So, so she wants to go steal them and chaos ensues. Yes, uh, I I don't remember liking this as much as I liked it yeah. last night. I was watching the episode last night with my wife, and we kind of said, like, and I think one of the first things she said was, I didn't really like Slappy Squirrel that much. And then we were watching it, and we were both laughing pretty darn hard at a lot of the stuff that was going on. I think one of the secrets with Slappy is that she talks to the audience a lot. She breaks the... The, the fourth, fourth wall. wall a lot and sometimes very very subtly mm-hmm. like um you know just like oh thank you mr exposition thank you mr exposition you know stuff like that nathan what do you what do you like about this episode this segment i, I really enjoyed it yeah I, as a kid i remember not enjoying slappy the squirrel and i don't know if it was just over my head or something i remember liking a couple of them but overall i'd be like slappy but this one um yeah, lots of jokes every couple seconds, you know, just bam, bam, and plenty of, like, inside jokes almost, you know, like, mm-hmm. you feel like she's talking directly to you when she's saying the joke, yeah. even though the character's right next to her, and just, <laughs> you know, and lots of uh, references to old Looney Tunes cartoons, which I liked. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is the episode I was referring to where um, you can hear some of the the Looney Tunes theme play a little bit uh, as they're as they're talking about Doug the dog in the yard. Uh, Kelly, any any thoughts of what you liked about this episode? Well, I guess it was cool to to meet Slappy. That was mm-hmm. our introductory episode. But um, 
I I just didn't like it all that much. Aww. I mean, it was I like Skippy. He's cute. He's adorable. But um, <laughs> it it didn't impress me a whole lot. Oh, okay. It's just it, I'm not I'm not so much in with the the physical gags. Um, yeah, I know they are an homage to the older cartoons and stuff, and and it's cool when the Animaniacs do it. But it, I prefer like the the witty dialogue and um and the funny writing more so than the the physical gags. And there was just too many in this episode. I did like the little things, like the the subtle the physical things, like when Slappy's talking and Skippy just cannot stop jumping up and down in the background. <laughs> you know, he's just like right next to her, and he's just jump, 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 jumping up oh, and down. I did realize something. Um, and when you talk about Sherry Stoner, it kind of put two and two together because she, when Slappy's watching TV, at, uh, the Wonderful World of Walnuts, at the end, yes. she talks about how Buddy Hackett's good in this, uh-huh. and Buddy Hackett is the voice of Scuttle. In The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, that's right. The wonderful world of walnuts. I hear Buddy Hackett's very good in this. And so Sherry Stoner wrote the episode, and she was The Little Mermaid, and references a voice actor in The Little Mermaid. There you Ah. go. I was wondering, uh, yeah, I was wondering why Buddy Hackett was being brought up for that. Um, I hadn't known before. Have you been able to see World of Color in Disneyland yet, uh, Kelly? World of Uh... Color, the... Thing in California Adventure? Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh no. I mean, I've, I've seen like bits of it. I think, um, and I've seen like YouTube's of it, yeah. but I, it, I've it, only been to Disneyland like two times, and I, I don't think I really saw the show live. It's, <laughs> it's a must see, or at least the, the older show is. They have a show right now with Neil Patrick Harris. I've not seen the new one, but um, the old one, yeah. It's... The, the new one. The only good thing about the new one is that they show BB-8 rolling across oh. the water. BB-8. Which is totally cool, um, but it should be called the Wonderful World of Neil Patrick Harris right now. Who I love. I I don't have anything against Neil Patrick Harris, but um, the original show, which you can see on YouTube, it's. I mean, obviously, YouTube videos can't you know yeah, put justice on it. Completely different. Um, but I had, I would have had no idea what Wonderful World of Walnuts was referencing yeah. uh, before uh seeing wonderful world of color which uh which of course was a tv show back in the uh the 60s with uh, walt disney when techni- when uh, color tv sets were first coming into the fashion um there were a few other quick little things they did you catch that little thing where she's saying no wonder you like that bonkers show ah, no wonder you like that bonkers show mm-hmm. and and I, I can only assume that's talking about the actual bar- Bonkers cartoon show. Do you remember Bonkers, Nathan? I don't remember that. Bonkers T Bobcat, I believe. I remember commercials. Or just, you know, I didn't. I never watched it. So. It's a bad. I didn't either. <laughs> it's a bad cartoon. It's it's like Roger Rabbit, but imagine a, a cartoon about Roger Rabbit, but not being funny. Let's go Bonkers. Yeah, totally nuts. Bonkers. Don't get That was basically well. Take out well. It was kind of like it was basically the same thing. It was like uh, Bonkers was a bobcat, and he was teamed up with a police officer, and uh, he was a human. And there were tunes in this environment, and there were humans, but the humans got hurt in very tunish ways as well. So I don't know. It was it it was trying to be like Roger Rabbit and failing miserably. It was just Disney's way of. Let's take that formula and try to make it so we don't have to pay Amblin Entertainment half of our money for using Roger Rabbit. Um, it didn't quite work out at well. So uh, that little quick little thing to to Bonkers was was nice. It was showing at the same time as Animaniacs, I believe, on Disney Afternoon. I, I also think that Slappy was the she said a, a line that many people uh, attribute to the mask, which was "Somebody stop me." <laughs> that's right yeah so i was like who said that first and slappy said it first before jim carrey <laughs> ah, somebody stop me so there you go take that jim carrey oh, finally jim carrey gets it yeah that's right we're on you now somebody stop me nathan referred to the xylophone gag and that's been seen a couple times in uh looney tunes there was one from uh, uh let's see i have it written down here ballot box bunny with uh, Yosemite Sam and Bugs Bunny, uh, the gag being uh, Bugs Bunny is 
told to play uh, some music on a piano and the last note of course has the bomb mm-hmm. uh and bugs is just missing the yeah he keeps playing it wrong he goes dun 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 ding ding dunk dunk and then he does it a few times until of course Yosemite Sam says no you're this doing is, it wrong this, this is how, how you, you yeah. yeah and he goes and then he blows up and then of course later in a different cartoon Daffy Duck tried to do the same gag with a xylophone instead now with your kind indulgence I'll play those endearing young charms I think I'll play those endearing young charms. Old gag, new twist. <laughs> I don't know. I I did like it. I'm, I myself, I'm with you, Kelly. I'm not a huge uh, slapstick person, but I think what won me over on this particular segment was just the talking to the audience the wink and a nod a uh, thing that uh, perhaps my favorite line which was when skippy says yeah but those were cartoons and this is real life don't tell him he might crack <laughs> <laughs> so uh just you know those those moments right there just uh for me helped that segment quite a bit i liked it a lot Well, Nathan, tell us about the third segment here. So the third segment was called Yakko's Universe. Uh, music and lyric by Randy Roggle. Roggle? Rogel. I'm going to say it quick. Roggle. <laughs> Rogel. Uh, <laughs> it was directed by Alfred. This is, he is not the hamburger. This isn't like Roggle Roggle. Don't take burgers, Roggle Roggle. <laughs> Fraggle Rock. No, not Fraggle Rock either. Um, directed by Rogel. Alfred Jimeno. Jimeno, Jimeno or Jimeno. Uh, Jim, Anyways, yeah. it's all about Yakko singing how small we are as humans compared to the vastness of the universe, basically. Just, um, yeah. Uh, it, I really enjoy this song. Just, it goes from your own small town all the way to the jar that the universe is held in. Yeah, kind so, of a Men in Blackish kind of ending, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, which, which came first? This came before. This Men came in before Black, Men so in Black. Men in Black stole. Men in Black stealing from the Animaniacs. The, okay, so we we've done the origin of uh, how people steal from the Animaniacs, right? It's the yeah. mask and this. Okay, and, and Men in Black. Good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, uh, Kelly, what did you think about this this song here? The this. I like it. Uh, it's another one that was on the soundtrack that I had, and um, I always thought it was really cute and, and catchy, and um, didn't like it as much, of course, as Yakko's World, or, yeah, yeah, Yakko's World. I thought it was fun, and I liked all the neat animation that kind of zips in and out of, you know, kind of making the world bigger and bigger, only to end on the, the head of a pin at the very end of it. Yeah, it, it, I think it gave a a very a good introduction for kids to a very scientific uh, mm-hmm. way of looking at the universe and really creation in general. Saying we don't know how we got here, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but we're an important part here and everything. And I know for a lot of kids, at, at you know that moment, of course, you know if you go to you go to church, you you you're told you know the God made you and this is why you're here and yada yada yada. Uh, but for this is going to a much more analytical and much more vast <laughs> uh, point of view, uh, which was really kind of cool to see, especially for introduction for our kids show. And uh, yes, there's nine planets and a sun, not eight, NASA. <laughs> Remember well, Pluto. You heard what happened to Pluto, right? Yeah, Pluto no longer exists as a planet, but they also may be finding another planet this year. Oh, yeah, Planet X or whatever yeah, they're calling they, it. We have the gravitational pull. We know it exists. There it's is, just we haven't seen it. Yeah, we we just need to find it. But we know it's we know it's there. Ooh. So 
That's right. So, so there's nine planets. So the, yeah, so it, the song could become up to date once again because they didn't mention exactly which nine planets. Exactly. So it's like it's like the the in the Jedi library yes. where there's like a you know yeah a big hole. I was like, there there was something there. Well, <laughs> now that's, there's no that's exactly what it is. It's Let's go to Jocasta New and find out. Um, totally, <laughs> and she can fuss at us. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Someone erased it from That's the in our libraries. <laughs> That's what happened to this planet. <laughs> so I'm sorry, everything's a Star Wars. It is. <laughs> anyway, so that that was great. Um any other thoughts about this? I mean this song is it's it's quick, it's cute, and it does make you feel a little bit insignificant at the at the very end of it, but in a very positive way, I thought, which yeah, was kinda cool. It's they did a good job at making you feel insignificant but important. Exactly. The original line was apparently, you might think it, it made you, it got a little darker. The The, the line is now, uh, though we don't know how we got here, though, though we don't know how it got here, we're an important part here. It's a big universe and it's ours. But it originally went, you might think, you might think that you're essential, try inconsequential. It's a small world after all. At least that's according to the Wikipedia page, and they're never wrong. Well, they have lyrics, too, to... Apparently, it was going to go through all of the uh, planets of the solar system. Oh. And I I have the whole lyrics. Apparently, this was from Randy Rogel. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Roggle. Roggle. Uh, He apparently sang this um, at, at some place. Uh, some place, yeah. And but he's saying the original versions, and in that version, it actually went through all the different planets. Yeah, so uh, they changed that though because there was another song that they're working on that went through all the solar system. Yeah, which we'll get to in a little so, bit as well. I love that song. But, the closest to the sun is the planet. Uh, I love that one too. We haven't mentioned the reference to Mickey Rooney. Oh yeah, Mickey Rooney. Which kids and, today uh, have no idea who Mickey Rooney is, <laughs> but Mickey Rooney was. Uh, well, when I was a kid, I knew Mickey Rooney most from Pete's Dragon. A dragon, a dragon, I swear I saw a dragon. We're just tiny little specks about the size of Mickey Rooney. I always think of Simpsons with Mickey Rooney, just as Fallout Boy. Jiminy Jellickers, Jiminy Jellickers, Jiminy Jellickers. We're shutting down production. He Sorry. also played a very controversial character in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've never, um, I've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, but I know. What? I've what have you no okay but <laughs> it's, it's i like audrey hepburn it, i like the film yes I've, I've i know exactly what part you're you're talking about because mickey rooney played a chinese guy right he was supposed yeah, to be playing a chinese guy but he played the most stereotypical like something that would be funny it was it was antiquated humor at best because i believe from what i remember huge teeth glasses on and in a horrible, horrible accent. Um, yeah, I don't know what all led into his casting for that role. But, yeah. Um, but I looked on um, on the internet where everything's true, and but it talks <laughs> about how um, we're all puny, just like you know, just the size of Mickey Rooney, and he he was only five two, so that's why they're referencing him. In the that's song. not even that short. It's, it's a... my height, and it's, it's pretty short. Yeah, it's not that bad though. I, I think that's know. it's for a guy. Very... It's very short. yeah. Estimation of all humans are about the size of Mickey Roo. <laughs> That's true. Especially if you count babies. <laughs> if you average it out. I bet Ricky Mooney might be more tall. Oh, you average it out with all the kids. He's yeah. taller than Yoda. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and, and Yoda important rocks. Important fact. Important fact. Number 25. <laughs> um, but yeah, very cool. Very, uh, you know, great song at the end right there. Um. So that pretty much does it for our three segments today. Now we're going to go ahead and give this episode a water tower rating. Who wants to go first? I will. Um, I'll go first. I just said I will. Fine. I'll go second. <laughs> I'll just let you two fight it out. I'll All go right. second. I call second. Okay. okay. I'll call, um, I call third. I'm like, okay. I'll give it, I'll give it three um, primarily just because I really like the songs in it. Um, that's the one thing that saved it from a, a two water tower rating. I just, I like the songs, um, you know, modern car- cartoon individual and, um, and then Yakko's universe. A lot of fun. 
catchy tunes. Very cool. Nathan? I wanted to go first because I was going to give it 3 2. Ooh. And now it just seems like I'm copying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so three, three water towers for me as well. And I, I think a main point is the, the first cartoon with the uh, Captain Mel. The animation just bothered me enough that I couldn't get into that episode really. And though I did like the Slapping Squirrel episode, still. You know, and uh, but I do love the Yakko's universe too, so that brings it back up. And didn't have the uh, beginning uh, black and whites thing, so yes. that gives it an extra point. So, but uh, I was just basically comparing it to the first episode, whether I liked it more or less, and I did about the same. So it's three water towers for me. Okay, and um, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it three and a half. For kind of for the reasons I I already explained, I love Pirates of Penzance. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. And I, I love just hearing Gilbert and Sullivan music. That that for me, along with the slappy uh, segment, which was a lot better than I remember it. In fact, I would not be surprised if this is going to be perhaps one of my favorite slappy squirrel um, mm. segments that we watch. Uh, perhaps this might be right below um, the Woodstock one. Uh, which we talked about before the show started. Um, because that's the best ever. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Because as we revisit Slappy Squirrel, I think I'm going to end up uh, getting a lot more of the humor oh. that went over my head when I was younger. There is one more that Slappy Squirrel I really like, and that's Bumby's Mom. Oh, Bumby's Mom is dead. Oh, yeah, that was a great <laughs> one, too. We'll have to get, when we get to him, we'll get to him when we get to him. I get, just got excited. Oh, yeah. Bumby. Oh man, that is a good one too. So yes, slappy slappy squirrel. Um, I I really I liked it a lot more than than I ever thought I would remember. Remember, at least. Yeah. Yes. So that was great. And uh, so yeah, three and a half water towers for me. Now it's time for the results of the last Twitter poll. Listeners were asked, "Who is your favorite secondary group of characters on hashtag Animaniacs?" And the results are as follows. 11% said Mindy and Buttons. 22% said Rita and Runt. 27% said The Good Feathers. And 40% said Skippy and Slabby. Unfortunately, the hip hippos could not be fit in onto the pole. But chances are, they would have won if they were on. That's just my opinion. I'm the announcer. But now back to the studio with our commentators' opinions. Okay, so that was our results. Nathan, Kelly, Kelly, let's start with you, Kelly. Who did you? Who would you vote for for these these uh, choices here? Who's your favorite group, uh, secondary group, other than Pinky and the Brain, of course, on Animaniacs? Oh, that's tough. I um, I would probably have to choose. Skippy and Slappy. Why is that? They, some of my favorite episodes are um, actually Skippy and Slappy. Well, I mean, I have some other favorites that are like Reed and Runt and, and The Good Pigeons, but I really love Woodstock Slappy and Bumby's Mom. And their interaction is just so funny because Slappy's so old. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, not old, you know, yeah. she's an old soul. But her behavior, she's also such a curmudgeon. Yeah. And um, she's so cranky. And Skippy's like hopping around. He's like, oh, look at Slappy. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm eating cereal and I'm getting hyper and, yeah. you know, everything. And they're just so, so funny and cute together. Yes, Nathan. What do you say? Who's your who your who's your vote going towards? My vote also went to Skippy and Slappy. Um, I was just trying to remember as a kid which segments I was most excited for, and uh, it was between that and uh, Good Feathers. I think actually, so, yeah. Uh, so it was it was a tough vote between the two, but um, Skippy and Slappy won out, um, probably because of those couple episodes that Kelly mentioned. That yeah. Just classics. Yeah, me too. I for me, and honestly, it really wasn't much of a contest for me. I I definitely went with Skippy and Slappy. Uh, somebody mentioned on Twitter that uh, Mindy and Buttons was a ta- 
Uh, Mindy and Buttons, when that segment came on, it was time to get up and get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> they really did not like Mindy and Buttons. Um, I think I remember one that I liked. Um, I well, well, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't remember much of Mindy and Buttons. Yeah. But that's why we're going through it, so I can rewatch it and maybe I'll appreciate it more. Um, but yeah, Skippy and Slappy again. Kelly you mentioned Bumby's mom, which is definitely one of my uh, all-time favorites in the Woodstock episode as yeah. well which is fantastic, and, and for all those reasons that you mentioned. So uh, there we go. There's our results. And for our upcoming poll, uh, we're going to post on the day of this uh, podcast getting up on the interwebs. Uh, the next poll is we're going to do a kind of a science-based uh, question for songs. Which one of these scientific-slash-math-slash-educational songs do you like the most? Uh, the first one's going to be Yakko's Universe, which was on our last episode, um, which is kind of like talking about how insignificant we all are. And then there's the planet song, which is the closest to the sun is the planet Mercury, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. And then, of course, we have the multiplication song as well. It's multiplication. There. So we have those three choices. Which one of those songs, all sung by Yakko, so there you go, make the decision a little harder for you. Uh, which one of those songs do you like the most? So go ahead and go over to twitter.com slash animaniacast to make your voice heard. So with that, we're going to wrap things up. Make sure to go on iTunes. Leave us a positive review if you would please. And don't forget to subscribe as well. There are lots of different ways to get our podcast go to twitter.com slash animaniacast or facebook.com slash animaniacast to find out some of those ways other than itunes and uh you can always get in contact with us there on twitter or facebook or you could also send us an email as well which is animaniacast at gmail.com okay so for nathan and kelly this is joey and we are all here to say we are, are the, the very, very model, model of podcast individuals. <laughs> this podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacs unless otherwise indicated. Now that's comedy.